All right. Welcome to a silver lined relaunch. And I could not be more excited about the conversation that we are going to have today with somebody that I recently have met, but I am so blown away, impressed with what she's doing, what she's working on, what she has that has just come out and how you can get yourself a copy of it. So we're gonna talk about that in a bit, but please welcome Miss Shannon Kaiser. And Shannon is the best-selling author of not just one, but five books on the psychology of happiness and fulfillment, including now the self-love experiment and a new deck, Unshakable Inner Peace, which are these fabulous decks that just help you get through your day, get through any situation. I'm so excited to hear more about that. She is an international life coach. She's been a speaker. She is a retreat leader. You name it, she is doing it. She's been named among the 100 women to watch in wellness by Mind Body Green. This episode is brought to you by the Fired Up Entrepreneur Program. And this is a program that we are so proud of. The results have been downright remarkable. And we want to invite you to get a glimpse of what it is like inside this program by inviting you to participate in the Business Bootcamp, which is a five-day free event and get involved with this because the pearls that we're going to be sharing each and every day are going to be the foundation for allowing you to make money, keep the money, grow the money and strengthen not only your business, but also yourself. So please take advantage of this and join us at our next bootcamp. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step -step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. So I got to say, I wish I had like my drum roll, right? Welcome, <laughs> Shannon. So excited to have oh, you here. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. And I love your enthusiasm and it's just going to be a great conversation. Well, and you know what I was telling you earlier, I, you know, today's such a special day for myself, for the relaunch co, because we, we have officially gotten ourselves a book publisher. And when I saw that you have, you've had five out there, you've written yes. these and I said, okay, can we be honest here? Writing a book, it, it could be one of the hardest things I have ever done in my life. It can is you, like, what, I, do you agree with that? <laughs> I believe it is such a labor of love. And, you know, right before we got on, we were talking about, I truly believe that we all have something that is really our true joy, 
true, true alignment, true passion. We do all this, you know, we write books, we do courses, we do retreats, we do speaking, but I would guarantee every single person you see out there who is doing multiple things, it's because they're passionate. There's always one that it's almost like they were put on earth for that. And mm. when they do it, their whole being lights up and they shine from the inside. And I know for you, we talked about speaking on stage and activating that full part of you, whereas books wonderful, but it's a part of getting that message out. For me, it is books first, books first. Wow. And um, so it doesn't feel hard at all. In fact, if I could write three books a year, my publisher, like it takes, you know, two, three years to get a book out, but I'm on that pace to probably write that fast if I could. <laughs> I think my family and friends are probably listening right now saying, no, Hillary, don't, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do, do it. It, it I mean, is. I feel, uh, I feel like I go into a cave. I feel like I have oh, to you just do. like, goodbye. It's, it's so lovely too, though. I find with books, we really learn more about life. We learn more about ourselves. And of course it's teaching we want to put out in the world, but with every single book that I've written, it's been, not only does it take on a life of its own, but it takes me deeper into myself. When I wrote the self-love experiment, I set out to learn how to love myself. And through the process, it became this rewarding. It's almost like you're in a relationship with the book because you're writing it, you're in a cave, you're doing the research for it. And it takes a while from the writing to get to publish out into the world. And that whole thing is you showing up for the book day by day. So it's a beautiful journey. Well, I love talk, it. We're going to talk a lot about self-love and the journey, but I do want to have you, although I've introduced you, I want you to take us through so far in your lifetime, what has been your most significant relaunch? Hmm. Well, interesting. That is such a brilliant question because there's the, you know, why do we do what we do? And, you know, several years ago I was diagnosed with depression. I was in corporate climbing the corporate ladder and I hit rock bottom when I was diagnosed with depression at the time I was suffering from eating disorders and uh, drug addictions, toxic relationships. And uh, I hit rock bottom and my inner voice said, Shannon, follow your heart. And this was a decade ago, and that was a turning point. So up until recently, that was my pivotal moment and that biggest part. But I love that you talk about relaunch, and that's why we're here today. Because I think there's a misconception when you hear people who have kind of had it or farther along in the journey, they have it figured out, and these, you know self-love teachers or loving themselves all the time. It's constant work to show up for yourself and I'm committed to learning and I'm committed to growing. And so just recently, about two years ago, I went through a deeper, if you want to call it dark night of the soul, deeper spiritual awakening a deeper relaunch where everything I had known before was suddenly thrown in front of me to say, is this really the path you want to be on? And I started to suffer from extreme anxiety and it got so bad. I would pass out in public because I would forget to breathe and the anxiety here I am. Well, I know, spiritual- so I know people are thinking, oh, geez, if you go down this path of self-discovery, <laughs> no, it gets better. Promise. If this she's was my been path. doing this for so long, what's going to happen to me? You know, here, right? here, here. <laughs> Well, no, what's interesting, trust us, everyone, we, we are going to have a, we're going to have a happy ending here. It does. I know you're talking about relaunch and that's really what it is. It's a Phoenix rising from the ashes. It's a caterpillar bursting through the, or I'm sorry, a butterfly bursting through the caterpillar cocoon. And I had committed uh, 10 years ago to follow my heart. And that meant to always show up for myself in the fullest way possible. And what I realized and I learned and I write in my new book that comes out next April is all about a a realization that I was operating from a place of comfort. It's comfortable. I know it works. I'm going to keep going. But is this truly of my highest good? Is this truly of who I want to be in the world? And as soon as I started to go a little bit deeper 
and just kind of go into that self-awareness. And I say, if you don't go within, you go without. That's one of the cards in my new deck. Uh, I recognize that what I wanted was peace, but I was looking outside of me still. The next book deal, the next retreat, the next, and it was a revelation really to turn inward and realize that everything I need is on the inside and the anxiety went away. And now my true mission is to live everything I just went through, which is unshakable inner peace. And we all deserve it. We are worthy of living in peace and joy. Okay. So let's take a step back because what you just said was so much, so great, so awesome for your journey. But I would like to go back to an initial comment that you said about you know, self-love and the way that I really look at self-love is that there are too many gurus out there, too many people that are telling you, you know, love your life, love, love, love your business, love your relationships, love, love, love. And for so many of us, we're not even at that stage of liking ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you having this, you know, dark night of the, of your soul. And two years ago, after you had really been on this journey for a decade, you said, and as you said, you had, you kind of had hit the lowest point in a lot of different areas. I heard you say, you know, drugs and um, eating disorders and, you know, the depression and all these things were, you know, were a part of your past. You certainly weren't loving yourself at that point. Well, several back then, um, when I was in that place, I definitely wasn't loving myself. And I think there's something you said that's very interesting. I was just talking to talking to a coaching client this week about this, actually, it seems to be a theme. Uh, do you think that loving is liking? That's really the question, because when we talk about self-love, it is a, um, a matter of, I have to like everything about myself. And that's not at all what I say and what I believe. And I think we get caught up in our ego. Our fear mind is what tricks us. It tries to convince us you have to like yourself in order to love yourself. But think of your significant other or family member. You love them, but there are certain things you just don't like about them. And that's actually okay. It doesn't mean you're judging them or you're, you're being unspiritual. It's actually just the way way, uh, really human beings are made. And so when we can step back and realize, and I don't have everything I like about myself, but I love myself. And that love is a superseder. It's an umbrella. When you love yourself, you take better care of yourself. You make better choices, but it doesn't mean that you just surrender and let yourself go and say, that's fine. I love myself. Everything's okay. It means you're actively participating in your life. So we can actually look at self-love from a place of, I deserve my own attention. I deserve to care for myself. And we live in a world that has trained us that it is selfish to love yourself. Who are you to go after what you want? You're egotistical. I mean, the cultural conditioning has basically been drilling down to us. You can't show up for yourself. But the real thing is cultural conditioning knows that when you show up for yourself, you're empowered and you no longer take what they're telling you, you actually become a sovereign being. And so I suggest that we all are made to love ourselves and activate that by knowing I'm worth it. And then as you do that, you feel more empowered, you make better choices and you actually help everyone around you and help the planet. Ooh, so many people out there are probably thinking as I just did, yeah, you know, this is, there's a lot of sense here because I've got, I've got three kids, two stepkids. And I know that, oh, you know, there are times where I'm like, oh, with these kids, like, oh, but, I, but you love them, but <laughs> I still, but I, if you're listening, kids, I still love you, but yes, there is. I, I love how you just said, you know, what you did help us understand the, you know, we always, most of us have the self-sabotaging talk, that negative talk 
And that really does hold us back in terms of, you know, that, that self-love, right? How do you, how do you quiet the demons in your head? Yeah. The self-love is really connected to how we talk to ourselves about ourselves. And so if you think about, uh, would you, you've heard this before, probably, would you talk to yourself the way, would you, if a friend talked to you the way that you talk to yourself, you probably wouldn't be friends with them. We are our own worst enemy and critic. And it starts up here in the head. A lot of the self-love process is dropping from your head into your heart and realizing that things that we say about ourselves are not actually fact. You know, there was a time in my period right before I wrote the self-love experiment where I actually was getting ready to go on TV. I was talking about my book, find your happy. I was happy. I was fulfilled. I had a best-selling book, but I was crying looking in the mirror because I couldn't find one good thing to say about myself. Every negative thing that my inner voice, the bullies from childhood, the neglect, the, all the traumas from childhood, I took on as my truth. The teacher that said, you're a horrible writer, you know, all of that became my identity instead of really asking, well, wait a second, does this belief really belong to me or is it someone else's? And that's one of the first things that I think we can do is take a belief that you've been saying, What's a common thing you've been repeating in your head? Maybe it's um, all, I'm never going to be debt-free, or maybe it's, um, you know, all the good ones are taken at my age. You know, I'm going through a divorce or whatever it may be, and I'm going to be single forever. These are limiting beliefs because they limit you. They make you feel kind of less than. An expanded belief is I'm doing the best I can. I'm showing up and, uh, you know, I'm trusting the process. And so you want to think of where your thoughts are coming from. Are they from a, a down and out destructive fear-based place, or are they empowered place? And we train ourselves one step at a time. And the very first thing is to recognize the things you're saying about yourself are often a belief that's been passed on to you. It's not even yours. So you say, okay, I see this belief. Holy crap. That's my mom's belief. She said that all the time. I didn't even know, or, you know, it kind of goes like that, um, in the process. And you realize I've been carrying around a belief that I'm not good enough and I'm never going to make it as a writer because my second grade teacher said, you know, and we deconstruct it and that's where it starts. And as you do, you start to one step at a time. I often say we learn the way on the way, hmm. you know, one step at a time. We, we deconstruct and start loving ourselves with compassion. And, and if love feels really hard to get to, then you say, okay, I'm willing to live my life in new ways. I'm willing to see myself in a new light. And that's a good oh, I to think, start. I, I think what you're saying is you and I are coming from the same place. I, I call them bugs, beliefs mm -hmm. underground surfacing. And yeah. they're usually, as you said, they're not fact. And how do you know if something is you know, a real thing, or is it a limiting belief? It's, you know, what is a fact truly? A fact truly is, you know, when there is no doubt, it is a hundred percent true. My name is Hillary. You know, your name is Shannon, hundred percent fact. Right. Yeah. And then really everything else mm -hmm. is, is a belief. And so yeah. I, I, I think yes. what you're saying makes so much sense. And I'd love to tap into something that um, in the relaunch co we call it the three H effect, um, where you have to be operating from the heart to the head, to the higher self. And you mentioned, you know, really getting from that, you know, that the head, that, that higher point into your heart mm. and with self-love, where would you say self-love really resides? Is it in the heart? Is it in the head? Is it in the higher self? What, what do you think about that? 
I love that question because I truly believe that self-love is a connection of all. It's when we're in ultimate alignment with all. It comes from our higher self in the sense that your soul, your higher self knows that you are love. And the human self, the part of us here is the ego and the fear that tries to make us fit in the world. But true self-love is knowing that you already fit in this world and you don't have to try to fit. And that's actually inspired by um, Summer Bacon, a mentor of mine and Dr. Peebles, they say that a lot. So it's like, we have to stop trying to fit the world and allow ourselves to be who we really are and then see, oh my gosh, I fit just as I am. And so that's when your heart is connected to your head and your higher self. And there's no wrong. I think a lot of times we go on this journey and we start to say, oh my gosh, my ego, my fear mind has been so mean to me. I have been a brat, you know, to myself. And then we start bringing in the shame and the judgment and the blame. And quite honestly, I feel that that shame judgment and the guilt that we carry is far worse than any any actual habit that we lean on or any actual uh, process we move into. So if we can remove the emotional baggage over ourselves and let ourselves say, I'm learning, I'm doing the best I can, then self-love is much easier because it's just like loving a child. If they do something that maybe is, is not considered appropriate, they're learning, right? And, and they come in and they start to learn. But if they were to beat themselves up at it, when you see a child who's so mean to themselves, you just want to say, no, it's okay. You're learning and I love you and it's okay. That's also a really interesting way you just described your inner child of, you know, how do you, how do you connect with that? Because I, I like to think of us as we are an accumulation of every single minute of every day in our entire life. And all of those, you know, earlier versions of us are still with us. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have like, I mean, so much is going on within. I mean, it's just, you talk about being a head case. Yeah. Well, we all should be head cases. We have a lot of stuff going (laughs) on in our head. Right. We do. Yeah. We do. Yeah, go ahead. Were you going to ask? I was, I was going to ask you how at this point when you're working with people and especially in these days and times where there's so much that is going on, that's bringing up so much from our past. Right. Mm -hmm. And we don't even know what we call them. Like I said, we call them bugs, but Mm -hmm. how do you, how do you work with your clients these days to help them on initially on this journey. You know, when you talk about the self-love experiment and you talk about some of these other amazing books that you've written, where do you begin? I feel like, you know, we're all relaunching, right? Where do you begin? Relaunching is a key word, especially right now with the time that we're in, you bring up a great point about the world and the way, way it is right now. It's almost as if the rug has been pulled out from under us and, and all of what we knew and is, is we're floating and trying to grasp, but we're past that point now, you know, we've been in this for quite a while now where I feel like we're no longer trying to grasp the stuff. We're actually like, okay, this is the life, but what we can recognize. And I think this is what is so beautiful about what you talk about. We are a combination of everything we've ever been through. And right now we're living through a time that of course we hear, and we know it's very unprecedented, but I truly believe that what is happening on a, a grand level is exactly a relaunch. There are so many things that were not working away the way we were working, the way we were overworking ourselves, the way we were disconnected from our families, the way we were running in society, going into debt. Um, There's this part of us that has reevaluated who we are 
what we stand for and what we really, really want to make out of this time on earth. And that's one of the reasons why we're seeing contention because people are starting to find their voice. And that's also another reason why we're starting to see things coming up and being revealed. So on a big picture level, I'm bringing this and I'll bring it back down to our own life because it's all connected because your inner world is a reflection of your outer world. They talk about that in A Course in Miracles. But when we start to see that we are active participators of this life, we are creating this part of showing up in this world. We start to see that this is a relaunch of who do we want to be? And that's the key point. And this is where I work with my clients. You talked about past, but our future is just as important. And I often, the thing that saved me from my depression, my crippling anxiety, and back, if I could go in 2009, when I was diagnosed with depression, I visited my future self, the one who was full of life, who was drug-free, who was addiction-free, who was living her purpose in a bestseller, traveling the world full-time. And I asked her, what message do you have for me? And I truly believe if every single one of us can tap into the part of us that knows we're working towards something greater, a, a better life, more harmony, more unity, more compassion, more love for our neighbors, a better uh, system on the world and on the, you know, we are working towards something and then you back up to today. What can I do today to show up more fully for that vision that I believe in? Whether you want to lose weight, whether you want to get out of debt, whether you believe in world peace and you want uh, to see different changes in the government or systemic racism, whatever the point is, we show up by envisioning a better, better today, a better tomorrow. Mm, God, that was so amazing. And I, I love everything that you said, especially about, you know, we, we spend so much time thinking about the past mm. and we can, with you putting yourself into that future identity of that in the future, that is the perfect way to be thinking about what's to come because too many people start to become, you know, too much of that dream state where they're thinking about the future and they're thinking about it all the time where we miss the present. We miss being in the now, yeah. being right here, right now. And we miss some of these magical moments that are happening for us, right? Mm -hmm. Right now, not just to us, that all these other things that are you know going on around. So I loved how you explained that. And it's such a great way to talk about identity as well. One yeah. thing um, I would love to ask you is, when you start talking about manifestation and really bringing amazing things into your life, I know you've created a deck. Um, I'd love to have you explain how, how do you best utilize some of these tools that are out there, right? And they are tools. And some people are going to be like, I love decks. Some love, you know, the tarot, some loves tapping, some love. I mean, there's all these modalities, the Akashic records, there's tons of modalities, but can you help us with the one that you've now really leaned into? And they're beautiful, by the way, they're beautiful. The messages are incredible. Um, help us to, how does somebody utilize those to create and manifest their best life? Yeah, it's a beautiful question because I think we go on these journeys and we can get caught up with, oh, the tools or my coach says this and, and we fall into, I have to do it like them because it worked for them. And everything I do and the work that I do is about you aligning to your true self and re-evaluating what is true for you. And I have learned in my own journey that uh, every different stage of our life, we open up to new opportunities based on where we are, based on who we've become. 
And for me personally, Oracle cards have always been a true gift to help me tap into the wisdom that I already knew inside of me, but also help me get clarity. Oracle cards are a little bit different than tarot cards. Tarot cards for me have always been a little bit too heady. They're very hard to learn. Um, and I felt like somewhat they were a little too witchy, if you will, for me. And um, I've gone to tarot card readers, but the, their Oracle cards differ in the sense that they can be more fun and playful in interpretation. Interesting enough, uh, right about my last book came out, Joy Seeker, and I was on book tour. This is when I had my anxiety attacks that I was sharing about. And the anxiety was taking over. And what I recognized was I had lost a part of myself that I forgot was important. I was in corporate as a graphic designer and an art director. And this was back in 2009. And I left to say, I'm a writer. I'm going to follow my heart and lead retreats and be a writer. And so for eight years, I was on that path. And the anxiety came back after I just went on book tour and wrote a book about seeking joy, which is all about being your true self. And part of me loves to create. And so my anxiety was so heavy. I didn't know what else to do, but sit down and start to create mini collages. I literally did this and my anxiety went away. It melted away so fast. And as I was creating these little decks, I printed them out and these Oracle cards became my sanctuary through the beginning of uh, coronavirus. Interesting enough, I healed my anxiety and I was like, this is giving me unshakable inner peace. And all of a sudden in meditation one day, it said, you need to turn these into an Oracle deck for, for the greater public. And I reached out to my publisher and now it's out and that's exactly it. So this Oracle deck is about you aligning to your true self, which is the love and light within and freedom from fear. That is the gift of this deck. Each deck is different, but I use all kinds of inspiration that has guided me in my life from crystal energy. They're Reiki infused with positive love. And of course, each message helps us along our journey, whether you want clarity today or just to stay in, in a place of presence, that's the gift. And, and they've given me such such tremendous hope that now it's my hope they help others. Uh, love it. Freedom from fear. Yes. Yes. Well, that's okay. what we all want. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So as we, as we close out, I always do some rapid fire, a little bit, you know, more on the lighter side. Okay. So one, what was the last thing that you said to yourself before you pulled a card? What kind of things do you ask? Oh, well, this is a really good question. I actually have been implementing the cards in my coaching and I had coaching calls earlier today. So it was what message does this client need today? So that was good. And it guides our, our session, if you will. But I often ask, uh, that is actually a common question. So I can you do a daily card read or a weekly card read. So I did a, a card a before, during, and after read. So the last time since I've been practicing with my own deck, the last one I did was right before the, the deck came out and launched into the world. I said, I'd like a before, during, and after of the deck's uh, possible trajectory. And it was beautiful. It was right aligned. The before card was along the lines of creative um, energy, create from your heart. The middle one was the how is in the now, you know, and the future one was Midas touch, which is one of my favorites. It's everything you mm -hmm. touch is going to be golden. So that was wonderful. <laughs> oh God, it can't get any better than that. I was like, yeah, yeah it's beautiful. <laughs> what are you trying to manifest law of attraction? What are you trying to bring into your life right now? that you don't currently have? 
Yeah. So this is a very personal one because um, I've stopped trying to manifest and instead I'm working on being and being the experience of everything that I know that can fully attract ultimate, you know, Esther and Jerry Hicks, like be in the vortex. But the the most personal is uh, soulmate love, like long lasting, the, the, the love of my life, if you will. And I feel that I have that soulmate love. So what it is for me is that romantic partner. Mm. I just put it out publicly. There you go. It's so very secret secret (laughs) because, you know, I don't know if you know this, but years ago I became a certified, not years, like not even that long ago, but a certified matchmaker just for the heck of it. Cause I thought it was so interesting and I was getting into relaunch love. And, you know, I started to think, well, you know what? I, I love relationships and I love everything about it. And I do believe that the relationship that you want is the relationship that you have with yourself. So you better have a really great relationship with yourself so that you can yes. hire self, bring in, share that same energy. So yes, I love that. Girl, That's exactly I think, it. I think you're well on your way. <laughs> Thank I love you. That. Yes. I love yes, that. And I'd right. love to see you write a book on that. I will be the first to buy it. <laughs> That will be, that will be, you know, my, I think I now have, yeah, I have, have, let me get through this first one. Um, But I also love to ask, what is your favorite beauty product by name? Because us, you know, us gals out there like to know what others are using. I am obsessed with youth to the people face care and it's all clean ingredients, all organic, um, mostly organic, but it's made with like uh, all natural no chemicals, no dyes, no fragrances. And I am just loving it because it's like a spiritual experience when you use it. So Ooh, that's my, youth my to go-to the youth to the look people will, skincare. Okay. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Hmm. And what are you currently, although, you know, you've got so much going on, what would you like to share? Where can people find you? Hmm. Where can they, re- you know, go hook into all this goodness and get a copy of the deck? Yeah. My website is playwiththeworld.com and there's a lot of really good resources there. You can get a free Oracle reading. You can sample the deck. You can get a free quiz, which is discover your true purpose. And, um, you can order the deck through there or any online retailer. My social media is Shannon Kaiser writes W R I T E S for my author pages of both Facebook and Instagram. And I'm committed to uh, making social media very uh, aligned and purposeful and positive place. So I'm posting inspiration on those channels daily. Mm, Playwiththeworld.com. And how do you describe a powerhouse of possibility? That's exactly what it is, a powerhouse of possibility. It's a fully aligned, optimal functioning version of us. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Explanation well, point fireworks. Yeah, at the end. <laughs> that is mic drop there, girl. You know, Shannon, thank you so much for being here. I have such great admiration for you and really I'm so happy that we have connected and hope to stay in contact and what, what fun it was yes, to have so you on the show. Thank you. Me too. It's been so great to be here. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you again. Take Bye-bye. care, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. If I said something today that resonated with you, will you please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others 
and help them find the silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to the show notes, any giveaways, and the links to those amazing beauty products at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next time, there's always a silver lining. And now is the time to hit the reset button to relaunch those transitions into transformations.